We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. and here with my man as always mr benny ricciardi what's going on brother and not too much had a pretty good wednesday afternoon slate i don't think i'm gonna have a very good wednesday night slate but you know what i'm okay with fading the red Sox chalk and you know not eating the chalk on that one so it is what it is you win some you lose some benny right i think a wise man said that at one point Hey, you know what? When the chalk hits, I lose, and I'm perfectly fine with that, because when the chalk doesn't hit, that's when I win all the money. There you go. Look at that. You're giving away free tidbits already. Uh, Benny and I are going to break down the MLB slate for today, the 7th. We've got uh, 11 games today. Only two of them are day games, so uh, likely if you're not playing that early slate or all-day slate, we'll really focus on the main slate. But uh, just to run through the the slate real quick, and then we'll jump in. Uh, Starts at 12-10, Los Angeles Angels in Tampa Bay taking on the Rays. Hector Santiago, the lefty against Blake Snell, lefty as well. Uh, Then we move on to 145 start in Pittsburgh the other day game, excuse me, in St. Louis. Uh, with Pittsburgh in town, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals and Tyler Glasnow 
uh, making his first major league start, so that's uh, exciting as well. It's a highly regarded prospect for the Pirates. Uh, then we move on to the main slate, 707 in Toronto. Uh, the Tigers in town, Justin Verlander taking on Drew Hutchison back in action. Uh, then we go to Cleveland, 710 uh, as the Yankees are in town. Ivan Nova taking on uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last month or so, Trevor Bauer. Uh, another 7-10 start in New York as the Mets host the Nationals. Lucas Giolito uh, has looked pretty good so far. Uh, taking on Bartolo Colon, big fat Bartolo Colon. Uh, 8-05 start, we move on to the 8-05 starts, uh, 8 o'clock and beyond. Uh, Minnesota in Texas, Tyler Duffy taking on Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Uh, and then we have a uh, 805 start in Chicago as the Cubs are hosting Atlanta. Lucas Harold, the righty, uh, back up, uh, making his second start of the season, taking on Jason Hamill and the Cubbies. 810 start in Houston, Rich Hill and the A's in town. The lefty's been been great for the A's, taking on Doug Fister, who's been uh, you know better than expected, I'd say, for the Astros. Uh, last uh, 8-15 start here in Kansas City. A couple of lefties doing battles. The Mariners in town, James Paxton taking on the uh, the also uh, been very good lately, Danny Duffy. Uh, and then the last of the eight, uh, eight, uh, eight, eight o'clock hour starts as the Phillies are in Colorado, Coors Field action. Adam Morgan, the left against Chad Bettis, the righty. And then we round out the night in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Padres. Drew Pomeranz, the lefty, has been terrific this year, taking on Hyun Jin Ryu, making his first start of the season lefty as well. All right, Benny, let's knock out these two day games real quick as uh, I'm guessing a vast majority of audiences playing the main slate. Uh, 12-10, couple of lefties doing battle in Tampa. Blake Snell taking on Hector Santiago and the Angels. Anything stand out to you in this one? Yeah, I mean, I love the Tampa Bay bats here. Tampa Bay hits left-handed pitching really well. Uh, Logan Forsythe, Evan Longoria, Steven Souza, Brandon Geyer, you know, like all those guys, I think that's a nice stack if you're playing in the early games. And Blake Snell's a big pitching prospect. You know, he hasn't been amazing so far, but the kid's solid, you know, left-handed pitcher going up against uh, the Angels. Really, Mike Trout, the only bat that stands out there, and he's pretty much in play every day for me. Uh, Santiago gives up a lot of home runs, so I can see Tampa putting up some some big numbers. So if I'm playing the early slate, I think I'm stacking up the race. I think I agree, and, and I think Snell could be a, a nice, cheap option of those four to go with uh, with the upside there. Um, but but I also like C.J. Cron at 2,600. He's been insanely hot. He's actually at righties better than lefties, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, reverse splits. But still, he's been so hot for 2,600 against a, you know, unproven lefty at this point. I think that's a decent play as well. All right, let's move on. Uh, Tyler Glass now making his first start in uh, excuse me, in St. Louis. Uh, Adam Wainwright, who's been uh, better for the Cardinals of late. Uh, what do you think about Glass? He's only at 4,600, but I'm guessing he'll probably be on a, a, a innings limit. So there's, you know, it's a pretty risky play. Are, are you going to make that play or are you kind of just avoiding this one altogether? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm even going to play the early slate, but I wouldn't chance it if I if I was. I mean, this Cardinals team does hit right-handed pitching pretty well. I know this kid is a huge prospect. He's somebody that, you know, people have been really waiting to see him get to the majors, but I'm perfectly fine kind of passing on him. And then Wainwright, like you said, Wainwright's been a lot better lately, so he's starting to look more like the, you know, the guy that he was before he got injured. The curveball starting to work a little bit, which I think is is something that was missing earlier in the season for him. So I think bats like Carpenter make a little bit of sense. You know, I mean, even some of these righties, guys like Holiday, Piscotti, Peralta, you know, they all hit uh, right-handed pitching pretty well. So 
I mean, you're probably going to get what, maybe 80 pitches out of glass, out of glass now, so five innings or so. You know, I'd perfect. I'd be perfectly fine staying away from it. And you know, like I said, I'm not playing much on the early slate. But if I did, I think I'd prefer Cardinals bats here over Pittsburgh ones. Yeah, I don't have much to add here. I pretty much feel the same way. I'm not messing around with Glass now. Not in this start. Um, and, and Wainwright's a decent play. Pittsburgh has, uh, uh, you know, been better lately, but it's shown that they could struggle on offense as well. All right, let's move on to the main slate. Main uh, 7:07 start in Toronto is that Hot Blue Jays offense is hosting Justin Verlander and uh, Drew Hutchison on the hill for Toronto. Um, it, it, you know, I'm guessing you like the bats on the Detroit side. Are, are you playing the bats on both sides? You know, there's a lot of games today where the pitchers on the mound that, that I would normally like are going up against offenses that I'm not sure if I can really mess with or if I really want to mess with. You know, I like Verlander. He's been playing well lately, but... How can you how can you go against these Toronto bats right now? I mean, they've been so hot. So, you know, I'm kind of staying away from the Toronto bats and Verlander in this one. Hutchinson, you know, he's a guy that I am willing to pick on, so I have no problem going with some of these Detroit bats. I love Miggy, love Victor Martinez. You know, Cameron Maven's been on fire. Ian Kinsler's a solid hitter. You know, guys like Castellanos and Upton have kind of cooled off. Uh, you know, maybe a Steven Moya towards the bottom as a cheap option. I like the Detroit bats here against Hutchinson. I like Verlander, and I like the Toronto bats, but I don't know if I want to mess with the Toronto bats against Verlander or Verlander against the Toronto bats, so I'm kind of staying away from that side of the game. Yeah, I feel very similarly, especially with so many good pitchers to go up against with the bats today. Uh, I think I've got more Detroit bats in my lineup uh, in that ballpark. Miggy, especially at 3,300, uh, you know, that's so cheap for a guy like Miggy in that type of ballpark against a, a crappy pitcher. So uh, I feel good about that one as well. All right, Benny, let's move on. 7-10 start in Cleveland as uh, the Indians are hosting your New York Yankees, Ivan Nova, uh, Trevor Bauer, has just been lights out. Uh, are you putting him in your lineups, A, and B, are, are you avoiding going up against him? No, I, I actually like Bauer a lot in this spot. You know, like you said, I am a Yankees fan, and I've watched a lot of their games, and this is just not really that great of an offense. The only guy that really scares me is uh, Carlos Beltran. Um, you know, whether it's from the left side or the right side, he's the best hitter the Yankees have right now. Other than him, though, not much in this lineup that scares me, and Bauer's been really good, so I have no problem using Bauer. And then on the Cleveland side, I like Santana, I like Kipnis, I like Lindor, the three guys at the top of that order going up against Nova. I think all three of those guys can do some damage against the righty. Yeah, I I love, love, love Bauer in this spot. Uh, he's at, over his last six starts, 1-4 ERA, .94 whip, 24.5% K rate. Uh, a 7.4% walk rate. He's just been, you know, insanely good. He's averaged 45.8 uh, FanDuel points per game over those six starts. So, uh, you know, against, like you said, a pretty weak-hitting Yankees offense, I, I, I absolutely love Bauer there. Uh, and I agree, you know, get some of those Cleveland bats up against Ivan Nova. Ivan Nova is certainly uh, not overpowering. I like Jose Ramirez, especially at 3,000 at third base, especially considering the other options uh, at that position today. All right, Benny, uh, last of the 7 p.m. hour games in New York at 710 as we talk about the other 
New York club. Uh, the Mets uh, hosting the Washington Nationals. Lucas Giolito taking on Bartolo Colon. And, and of course, in addition, uh, a quick mention, the Mets obviously sending Matt Harvey to the DL with a shoulder discomfort. He's going to see some sort of thoracic surgeon specialist or something. So uh, not the best day to be a Mets fan, Benny. Yeah, probably not. And I'll tell you what, tomorrow's not going to be either because this Giolito kid is, is pretty good. He actually, this is technically his second start. He's, he pitched four innings against the Mets last week and was dominant. I think he gave up like a bloop single was about the only hit that the Mets were able to get off him. The game was shortened because of a rain delay, but I think it also points out something that, you know, you need to be weary of if you're going to try to use him is, you know, the kid's going to be on a pitch count, so I don't see him going past five or six innings here. I think he's going to be pretty good based on what I saw the last time when he pitched against the Mets. So pretty much off of all these Mets bats here, not really looking to mess around with any of them. And then with Cologne on the mound, I mean, you know, I don't know how he does it, but he's still solid enough that he's been able to, you know, get himself through a lot of these starts. Left-handed bats, guys with a little bit of power, probably who I'd look for. So, you know, Harper Murphy probably in play for me. Um, that's probably about it. I mean, if you want to go with like Ben Revere at the top of the order or Danny Esp uh, Espinosa as a left-handed bat towards the bottom of the order, I guess you can use them as one-offs. But for me, it's really Harper and Murphy are the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'll just add one note. Um, for some reason, FanDuel has Joe Ross in uh, uh, for scoring tomorrow and not Giolito. Uh, Ross on the DL, I don't believe he is coming back tomorrow. If you look at like MLB.com, ESPN.com, every site out there with schedules, they all say Giolito is the guy tomorrow. So just keep an eye on that. Um, you know, obviously if Ross is out there, maybe look at a lefty bat or two like Granderson, who's been a little bit better lately because Ross struggles against lefties. But assuming it's Giolito, I, I agree with Benny. I think this game is just a, a dead stay away for me on that side of the ball. All right, mm -hmm. Benny, let's move on to the 8.05 start. Uh, Texas hosting uh, Minnesota. A couple of righties doing battle. Tyler Duffy, who's been uh, uh, terrible pretty much all season and takes a perfect game in, a, what, the seventh inning the other night. Uh, and then, of course, going up against Chichi Gonzalez, who uh, who had some uh, ups and downs when he uh, uh, was up last year. And uh, as, as a uh, nicely regarded prospect, but hasn't necessarily been great at any point. Uh, how are you kind of viewing this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I want all the bats on both sides in this game. I love all these lefties against Duffy. Uh, Chu, Mazzara, Fielder, uh, you know, Rognit Odor if he's in there. You know, I'm, I'm looking at all these lefties. I even like Ian Desmond in the righty on righty spot because he's been so good this year. And then up against Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi's not somebody, you know, that I have as, as even somebody that I'm nervous about. I mean, he's a guy that I normally want to stack up bats against. But, I mean, this Minnesota team, it's just there's not a lot of bats that you really want to take. Miguel Sano is somebody who I have on my short list. You know, guys like, uh, like Max Kepler and Robbie Grossman have been pretty good, but they don't really inspire a lot of confidence. So as much as I'd like to take some of these Twins bats against them, I mean, outside of Sano, there's really nobody I think that'll wind up on my lineups. Yeah, and, and like I said, Chi-Chi has, has had really good outings before. He doesn't strike enough guys out, but, you know, I think in this spot the, there's no reason to reach on any of those Twins bats, especially against a righty. Uh, all right, 8.05 start in Chicago Cubbies hosting Atlanta. Lucas Harrell back up, former Astro, uh, taking on Jason Hamill. Uh, getting some Cubs in the lineup, Ben? 
Now, here's the only problem that I have here. This game has like a 90% chance of rain as of now, which is something that's tough because we're a day, a day in advance when we're, you know, when we're recording this at the moment. And if they're already saying there's a 90% chance of rain here, you know, th there's a good chance that we might not get this game off. Now, if this game does go off, I love all the Cubs bats going up against Harrell. I'll take some Zobrist. I'll take some uh, some Brian. I'll take some Rizzo. You know, Contreras if he keeps hitting cleanup. I like the fact that they're playing him in the outfield when he's not catching. So he's getting his bat in the lineup every day. So I like all these guys. I think they're all in a pretty good spot here. <clears throat> and then I even like Hamill up against Atlanta. You know, the early line on this game is uh, a seven over under with. You know, the Cubs expected to score about four and a half to five, meaning that they're only expecting Atlanta to score like two to two and a half runs, which is one of the lowest team totals I have seen all season. So I think you got to think that Hamill's in a pretty good spot here. Although usually Atlanta can actually hit right-handed pitching with all the left-handed bats they throw up there. But again, you got to remember, you know, Enciarte has been banged up and Malik Smith has been banged up. So you're talking like Jace Peterson leading off and Nick Markakis hitting cleanup. You know, Freddie Freeman, the only guy that I think I've ever played on this Atlanta team this year, probably going to be the same way. I don't think I'm using him in this spot here, but he's probably the best bat on the Braves side. Yeah, I agree. He's the only one I would even consider. And at 3,500, I don't think it's worth it. No. Um, Hamill at 8,500, nice play there. I think that's an upside play. But great point, too, about the weather because, you know, especially if you're new to DFS, um, you know, it might not be something that you always think about, especially if you don't play, like, daily uh, changes, leagues, and season long and stuff. So um, really something to always keep in mind. There are a lot of good people out there on Twitter to follow and get you that kind of info. But uh, one other name I'll, I'll echo there, Wilson Contreras. I don't know how that guy's only at 2,800. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense, you know. Yeah. All he's done is hit. Um, you got a 424 Woba and a 300-plus ISO. So, um yeah, definitely get him in your lineup, assuming, again, that game is not rained out. All right, Benny, before we move on to the 8-10 start in Houston, let me remind everyone that MLB season is here, and that means that daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to Fandle.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. I've been doing it for a couple years now, and it's just – it's such a great time. I don't have to worry about guys getting injured or I don't have to worry about, you know, lineup changes or a guy losing favor. You know, it's not like season long. Like this gives you a chance to do a new thing every day and have a new team and new guys to root for and, and a reason to watch every game, which is which is just the best. Join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. You can come play with me and Benny every day over at FanDuel.com. Just go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner to use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my code RWPOD, and that's a $60 value over $60 for just $25. So don't forget my code RWPOD over at FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L, Com. Sign up today. All right, Benny, four games left on the slate. 8-10 start in Houston. Uh, Rich Hill and the A's in town taking on Doug Fister. Uh, Fister's been better than expected. 
But Rich Hill has been like a, a star and is an all-star. I mean, I believe it. If he didn't make the team, I'd be surprised. But, um, you know, are you uh, – Hill is a, a little expensive, though, up at about $10,000. So mm-hmm. kind of how are you viewing this game? Are you rolling him out there? Yeah, I like Rich Hill, but I don't think today is the day for him. You know, Houston does strike out a lot, and Hill is a strikeout pitcher. So that's the upside for him. The downside is this Houston team has a bunch of guys that can hit left-handed pitching pretty well. You know, you're looking at guys like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, uh, George Springer. All those guys crush left-handed pitching. Um, Even Marwin Gonzalez, who's going to be higher up in the order. You get guys like Evan Gaddis in there as well. I just I, I don't see this as an easy spot for him. And like you said, as soon as I saw that price tag and I saw the matchup, I mean, he could go six innings, get 11 strikeouts in this game and give up four runs. You know, that's the kind of start that I think Hill can have. Because like I said, he has the strikeout upside. Houston does strike out as a team. <clears throat> but at the same point in time, I do think they're going to get some runs off him. And then on the other side, you know, this Oakland offense isn't really anything all that special. Fister usually struggles with left-handed bats, so guys like Josh Reddick, maybe a Steven Vogt, uh, you know, a Jed Lowry or a Coco Crisp up at the top of the order that are pretty cheap. <clears throat> but again, none of that is really scaring me. I mean, Reddick hasn't looked great since he came back off the DL, and, you know, Vogt is always always somebody who's more of a, a mid-to-the-bottom-of-the-order kind of guy. So I, I think Fister's in a decent spot here. I'm not rolling out Doug Fister, but I'm also probably not stacking against him. Yeah, that's the way I feel about Fister. Uh, on the other side, I-, I could really see that from Hill. And, and the other thing, like you always point out, uh, the A's do have an a okay bullpen, but you never know you're going to get out there depending on the situation. And, uh, you know, Hill is a guy who will go five, six innings a fair amount of times uh, because of the high strikeout numbers. So something to keep an eye on. George Springer is only $3,100, which is just insane wow. in Korea. Dude, that, it, they really, really kind of docked him for Hill, I guess, because Hill's been so good. But, I mean, Korea's only at 2,900. Uh, and, granted, he's been better against righties and lefties. But, you know, some of these numbers, it, it, just on those numbers alone, I mean, Springer and Korea are just worth a shot just based on talent at those numbers. Yeah, I mean, Springer Springer's a guy with over a 400 Woba and, like, a 240 ISO since last season against left-handed pitching. So from the top of the order, in a hitter's park like Houston, you yeah. know, I, I don't see how, you know, he's definitely somebody that I think we should have some exposure to at 3,100. That just I agree. way yeah, too yeah. cheap. Yeah, he's been like 4,500 most days, at least recently, or at least 4,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a sharp drop, and I can only assume that part of it is Hill because the other lower prices, the Astros, but still a, a surprising drop there. Uh, yep. All right, Benny, let's move on. Uh, another pitcher has been really good in Kansas City as they host the uh, Mariners. James Paxson has been, you know, he's been solid, better than uh, better than I think expected, but still some bumps in the road. But Danny Duffy has been lights out for the Royals, uh, a minus one bad start. I think he's got like five or six, you know, gems in a row. Uh, are you throwing Duffy out there against this Mariners lineup? And if not, are you are you willing to throw some bats out against him? And obviously Paxton, a decent low-end play for you? You know, this is another one of those games that I was talking about where I like the pitcher, but I like the, the, the offense that he's going up against is, is tough for him. You know, this Seattle team, people don't realize, they're one of the top-scoring offenses in MLB right now. They've been just so, so good. Um, Nelson Cruz is a guy that I always look at anytime he's going up against left-handed pitching because it feels like every time he's up against a lefty, 
he's smashing a home run. He's got a Woba well above 400. I think his ISO might even be over 300 in the last two seasons against lefties. <clears throat> Just very, very good against left-handed pitching. Um, I do like Duffy, though. I mean, he's been very good lately. He's getting the strikeouts as well. He's home in Kansas City, which is a great ballpark for pitchers. I, I'm, I'm on the fence about Duffy today. I might roll him out there. I think it would be only a tournament kind of play, though, because I can also see the Seattle team being able to get to him. And, it, you know, like I said, I'm kind of on the fence about this one. I've been, I've been going back and forth about how I want to handle it. And even now when we're, when we're going on to talk about it, I'm not really sure because I can see it going either way. So, like I said, for me, it's just a tournament play. And then Paxton, you know, I'm not a big Paxton fan. I know that a lot of people like this kid. He's supposed to be a pretty big prospect. He's actually getting up in, in age right now. I think he's like 26 years old or something like that. So he's not a young prospect anymore. But I don't really like the Kansas City bats. I mean, normally against a lefty, you want a guy like Lorenzo Cain, who's on the DL. You know, I guess Whit Merrifield makes a little bit of sense. Morales batting from the right side. He's been hot. Sal Perez hits lefties pretty well. But I just don't see a lot of upside in this Kansas City offense. So I'm staying away from Paxton, definitely. Probably staying away from the Royals' bats. And then, you know, like I said, on the other side, I'm still on the fence about Duffy, with the exception of Nelson Cruz, who's a guy I would definitely use. Yeah, I feel uh, pretty much similar. I think I might roll Duffy out at 8,800 in a lineup or two. The Mariners have not been particularly good against left-handers, um, and Duffy has that strikeout upside as well. Uh, but but I agree. I, I don't think I'm going to have a ton of exposure. But Nelson Cruz, how about this? What if I told you that he was the same price as George Springer at 3100 I mean, against a lefty, no matter who the lefty, that's insane. You've got 3100 for two of your outfielders already, and you're getting two studs. Um, so I, I think that's a wise uh, wise pair to keep in a lot of your lineups today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's some real value. Uh, all right, Ben, uh, uh, talk about hitting, right? Let's, let's, let's head out to Colorado, uh, the Coors Field bump. Phillies in town, Adam Morgan against Chad Bettis. The Phillies have actually, uh, we talked about it yesterday, they're uh, kind of hot, Benny, especially from an offensive perspective. Yeah, I mean, I can't get enough Rockies into my lineup in this game. Adam Morgan is somebody who I have no problem picking on, even if he's playing in a bad pitch, uh, bad hitter's ballpark. So Adam Morgan in Coors Field is just like, you know, just, just ring the register on this one and just start counting your money. So Arenado, Story, um, you know, I mean, even the lefties, he, he's bad against everybody. So even if you want to roll a Blackman out there or a Cargo, I know these guys aren't normally good against left hand, uh, left-handed pitching, but Morgan is just a weak lefty. So get as much exposure to – if you're playing on FanDuel, you're allowed to have four Rockies in your lineup. You know, get four guys that you like and then fill in the other four spots with whatever guy from the Rockies happens to be playing the spots that you need. That's kind of the way I'm going here. And then on the other side, you know, with Chad Bettis on the mound – I love Odebel Herrera. I've been talking about this guy all season, and I feel like I'm the only one. He's got a little bit of power upside. He can steal some bases for you. He's leading off. He's going to get hits. He's in Coors Field. No problem with Odebel Herrera. Uh, Mikhail Franco is somebody that you can kind of look at there. You know, Cody Ashey hitting in the three-hole has been pretty cheap lately. Uh, you know, he's been producing okay, so he's not a bad play. Um, again, the game's in Coors Field, so as much exposure as you can fit. I think these are two bad pitchers, and I think we're going to see a lot of runs here. Yeah, I agree. I'm even more bullish on the Phillies' offense for this game, and uh, 
I think you nailed a couple of those names. Odible, uh, you're not the only one on him. He's an all-star, Benny. How about that? Good. He deserves it this year. He's he been does. awesome. He does. He's been great. Uh, and and us uh, Philadelphians are big Odible fans. Uh, and Michael Franco's been, like, insanely hot recently. Uh, the price is, has gone up as a result, so I don't know if I'm, I'm you know, fighting to get him in. But um, he's been really hot. I think he's worth the play. And like you said, Bettis stinks. So um, I think, uh, and 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 to be fair, as a Philadelphian, Adam Morgan also stinks. So um, I, I agree. Just get as much exposure as you can. All right, Benny, let's round it out. A couple of lefties doing battle in Los Angeles, 10-10. The Dodgers hosting the Padres. Drew Pomerantz, who has been uh, terrific, all-star as well this season, uh, taking on Hyunjin Ryu, making his first start of the season. I'm guessing you're shying away from Ryu uh, based on the, uh, the you know, first start back from injury. But uh, are you getting some Padres in there to go up against him? Yeah, I'm all over the Padres. I love Pomerantz as a pitcher. Um, so he's definitely somebody that I'm going to have some exposure to here. He, he's been my guy even since last season. I, I've always loved this kid. And then I like these San Diego bats against left-handed pitching. They hit left-handed pitching pretty well. Um, you know, Will Myers and Matt Kemp, definitely the top two options. But, you know, Melvin Upton Jr., Yungarvis Salarte. Actually, you know what? I'd probably say Melvin Upton Jr. and Derek Norris would probably be the four that I would go with. So definitely love Myers, definitely love Kemp. And then probably Upton and Norris would be my four. But I wouldn't argue with somebody if they put Salarte in there either because he's okay as a, as a right-handed bat against left-handed pitching too. Yeah, actually pretty good, Solarte, against uh, against left-handed pitching. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Pomerantz is a great play here, even at the, you know, he is the most expensive pitch, pitcher on the board. But for cash games, you know, I, I just don't think you could do too much better. Uh, and then, of course, I think the Padres, uh, they are terrific against lefties. So I see a, uh, a good one. All right, Benny, that's going to do it. Uh, for Benny Ricciardi, I am James Seltzer. Uh, this has been the Roadwire DFS podcast for Thursday, July 7th. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Benny and I will be back uh, next week. So, uh, everyone, have a great weekend. Uh, go out. Good luck. Win some money. Napa know-how. The Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.